Hey mamas! I want to give you a little tip on how I do it all while keeping my kids happy and content and that's wearing them in the Ergo Baby Omni 360. I love my Ergo Baby Omni 360 because it allows me to get stuff done while they want to be held. In the 360, you can actually use it from the point that they're that little tiny human nugget that's all squishy and really needy up until the point that they might actually break your back. Although there is great support. I use it when they're cranky at dinner time, but obviously someone still needs to make dinner. Cleaning, DJing. Go to fruitsandmotherhood.com forward slash ergo baby to get free express shipping on any order. That's fruitsandmotherhood.com forward slash ergo baby. Now back to this amazing episode. Linda Fruits here from Fruits and Motherhood and tonight I'm meeting with Kara from Well Rested Mama and we're going to figure out what sleep training is, what you need to know, the ins and outs. Uh, hi Kara. Hi. To virtually see you. I know, I know. I feel like I know you. <laughs> I know, same. It's like no big deal, but I've never actually like talked to you. I Some know. of you, uh, for those listening, um, she actually helped me with my youngest son with his crazy early morning wake ups once upon a time. And uh, this is the first time that we're chatting. <laughs> yes, yes. Just like a little bit about me um, I'm a mom of three. My kiddos are five, three, and one, well, almost six coming up here soon. And Sleep training, it's like a very weird story for me. So I actually never sleep trained like my own kids. So basically my sister um, had her baby nine months before me and she hired a sleep trainer. And then she basically like kind of walked me through it. And like, I knew like when she had her little one like on a schedule and like bedtime was every, you know, same time. Everything was predictable. I was like, that's how I want my life to be. So yeah, we're gonna yeah. do that. And I knew it was possible because she was, you know, she had done it and I was like seeing it. And so we implemented it with my oldest Carter. It kind of turned into a situation where like kind of this, it's like a domino effect. Like we were kind of ahead of people in our friends group having babies. So they were like, I'm having a baby and I want it to be like Carter because he took all his naps. He slept through the night like very fast, but I just implemented everything right away. You know, like uh -huh. with him, I had to do a little bit of like sleep, like kind of like what you and I did, but nothing like full force. Like I wasn't nursing to sleep or anything like that. That's mm -hmm. like what people really get stuck in. And so all of our friends were like, you need to help me. So then I started helping them. And then it like, long story short, two more babies later, I was like laying in bed, like so hormonal. Like my stomach is like huge. I'm obviously not sleeping Aww, because yeah, I'm so pregnant. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, wait a minute, people like do this for like a job and I'm doing it all the time because all of our friends are having babies. And it's like, people are just like, I'm helping them through text messages and stuff. And uh -huh. I just like, signed up at like 3 a.m. I was like, I am going to do this, right? Like we're going to do this. So I like wake up in the morning my husband <laughs> I was like um I'm gonna be a sleep trainer he's like what when I was like you know like I've been helping like our friends I'm gonna do it like for real I'm gonna like start a business and do it work mind you and like two years before that I signed up for my real estate license and I never even finished like the it's, course it sounded the same <laughs> so he was like scare me again you know mm -hmm. but it just turned into like something that I like actually liked and I think that was the biggest difference is like I was doing it already so I'm like why don't I like reach more people and more moms that I don't know you know what I mean it's like yeah, you're always yeah. gonna help your friends but I'm like I could do like this for 
a lot of people. So that's kind of like how I got into it, which is super random. It's been quite the adventure for sure. Um, I will say that I didn't expect it to be as like big. So like no one's kids sleep. (laughs) I didn't know that until I like launched my business. I was like, holy crap. Like anybody I talk to, even if it's like a stranger at the park, And it's like small talk. They're like, wait, my kid doesn't sleep. And then all of a sudden it's like, now they're like signing up and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's almost like rare for people to have sleep. Yeah. They didn't do something about it. But I think like, you know, like once you're in like the age group of like everyone you're meeting is kind of like going through the same journey. It's like, everyone has the same story and you're like, okay, wow. Like this is crazy, but yeah. I mean, I'm glad I started it. It's been amazing, but it's just, I just didn't realize that like everyone was in the same boat. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's yeah, almost yeah. a weird thing that people don't talk about. They're like, I don't want to say they're embarrassed, but like their friends, like my baby seven. And then you're like, oh, well, mine doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like no, weird. Like, what are you doing wrong? And it's like, you're not, but so, mm-hmm. you know. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like taboo to say, that your kid doesn't sleep through the night because for some reason moms do blame themselves. They think it's their yes. fault. Yes. And it, there's mm-hmm. so much that goes into it. So it's like, once you start like people, every time I have a conversation with someone, they're like, I didn't think about that. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. But like, there's a different yeah. way because a lot of people will be like, it's normal. You'll never sleep again. You know? And it's right. like, no, it's not normal. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have to live your life like that. And they're like, wow, I didn't. <laughs> ever think of it you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I actually did a poll on my Instagram and I asked my followers uh who sleep trained and who didn't because I know some people are very touchy about the subject and so it was actually 50 50 which made me feel pretty good you know I was surprised to be honest I'm not gonna lie when I started it I was really nervous for the people that don't Mm -hmm. you know when I didn't know how it was gonna go especially with like internet you know what I mean I was nervous about it and like talking about it on Instagram and stuff like that but it really has been well like received like I haven't really had that many people you know what I mean like come at me but I was definitely worried about that percentage of people that just like don't agree with it which is fine you know I always tell people that like you don't if you don't want to do it don't do it like it's not it's totally like you don't want to work out don't work out like it's just you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. I don't care if you go to the gym or not, but like I might go, you know. So mm-hmm. I was nervous for that though, for sure. And I know you messaged me once. You're like, I got my first troll. I made it. <laughs> I, did. I did. And you know, I, and I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, for having that be the first one in like whatever two years, I was like, that's pretty good, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Found that happen. Good odds. But. I will say though, like, I don't go through and like read everything though. So like, I'm sure there's more and I just didn't catch them, you know, and stuff like yeah, that. I definitely follow the same thing. Sometimes if I know it's going to be a triggering post, so to speak, I just like stay away. Yeah. And I always like, like to think of it as like, if I waste time on that person, I'm taking time away from someone that I could be helping and right. giving them my answers and supporting them. So I'm like, it doesn't, it's not worth it for me. Like, that's not why I'm yeah. here. I'm not here to defend myself. I'm here to help people, yeah. you know? Yeah. So of course uh, I love that. <laughs> so you, you mainly help with like phone calls and text messages. How does it work with your clients? So it's all remote. Um, and basically the support 
ranges. So like people will just do email support, but then I have it increase all the way to like, you can text me at 2am. So it really depends on like, I always tell people like your personality, like if you're the type of person, like, just tell me what to do. I'm going to go do it. Like you don't need, you know what I mean? All that help. But Mm -hmm. if you're anxious and you, you know, you want to do it, but you've tried and you've failed and you genuinely need someone like walking you through each moment, those people will end up being like, text messaging clients because they genuinely need someone telling them that they're doing the right thing and Mm -hmm. you know they're getting somewhere and stuff like that Um, so you don't sleep through the night (laughs) I know I know it's so funny that you say that because it's like so true because when I'm working my kids are sleeping like the clock starts when babies are going to bed which is when I'm making dinner and you know I'm not gonna lie I didn't think that through (laughs) and like kind of like a cruel joke. Yeah. It's like, well-rested mama is not well-rested today (laughs) as I will be like so tired. I'm like, Oh my God, this, but at the same time, it's like, I know that getting up and answering will make them successful. And to me, it's not worth it for them to say it didn't work. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's like a catch 22 and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a funny situation, but I'm like answering people, but the email people, it's like, they always, they, they can email me at 2am. I'm not going to answer till the next Right. Day. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. that's not, you know, and whatever, but yeah, it's definitely, that's funny that you say that. Cause I honestly, it wasn't until like a month ago. I was like, Hmm. <laughs> this is and you know, because now it's like the more time goes on, the busier I am and the more yeah. people are signing up. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, by myself. I haven't hired anybody yet. So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a lot, but I'm like, that's what I signed up for. Right. And it's just like yeah. a learning experience and I need to figure out all that. But <laughs> well, and also you definitely want those babies to sleep through the night. You give it like 110% yeah. because, Oh, I do. I'm fully right. invested. Yeah. 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 Because they, I, I, I always tell people like the people that sign up for like the higher packages, their baby will be sleeping. And I'm like, wait, where are you going? What are you doing today? Like what we've been talking all day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's I know. I know. Like, where's Owen? What's he doing? Like, yeah. So that's kind of funny too, because it's like you, I mean, you talk to someone 24 seven. Yeah. Know? And, it, and about very personal stuff, you know, like your babies or your yeah. life, you know, it, Yes. in the beginning phase and it turns into more than that too which is like ends up being so funny because it's like we're we're all in the same like times up like time frame of life you know so it's right like we have so much in common even if we really don't we like mom is a lot in common yes so, a hundred a thousand anything, percent like, i get pictures of like diapers and i'm like i'm not a pediatrician but i think it's normal yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And so are you constantly like assessing your own children's sleep? Or are they just like good to go? You're done with so, them. They really are good to go. But I will tell you that this is going to come off. I don't, this is going to come off wrong, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that they're independent sleepers. So like if someone's crying in the middle of the night, unless they're straight up, like, I think something's happening, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you'll be fine. So like, whereas like, if I was helping you, I would ask you 80 questions. Like how, do right. you like what's going on in my head? I'm like, they're fine. Like, I'm like, right. I'm like, but it's so few and far between that, you know, 
and I have three, you know what I mean? So poor Caleb, he's amazing sleeper. I think a lot of his sleep habits come from the fact that he wants to escape everybody because life is so crazy. And he is just like, I don't know if he has like I need anxiety or not, but he's like, I gotta go. And he'll like go to his room. So like, I appreciate that side of him, but they've all honestly, I think because I started everything from day one and never mm -hmm. had to do any of it. I just was able to kind of skip it to where they are. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. all amazing sleepers and they're all big. So I have big babies. So they come out eating a lot and doing those longer stretches during the day. So, you know, I never was in a situation where a lot of people are like their baby was only six pounds and they have to feed them every two hours during the day. And it gets them into this cycle to where now the baby's just cluster feeding all day. Mm -hmm. My like nine, eight, like nine, eight, literally like almost 10. So oh, she, yeah, like she came out and she was eating every four hours. So I'm like, oh no, girlfriend, you're eating every three hours, you know? And like, I had yeah. been waking them up then mm -hmm. keeping them to sleep kind of thing. Uh -huh. um, the irony. Also, I'm, I have an advantage. Like I knew what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I do it all day. So it's kind of cheating, I guess. <laughs> like, that's why I'm like pushing for all these babies. My husband's like, no. And I'm like, why? They all sleep. Like, what's the big deal? And he's like, right. Yeah. But like, we just got good at like restaurants with Caleb. And now you want to add another one? Like, that's all I he cares know. about. Like, we go well, out a lot. And he's like, I like, we sit there and eat. Like, I don't want to be like passing a baby back and forth and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. I know it does. It does. Like you start Later. over again. It's like, I know in survival mode. I know my husband said the same. He's like, we're like good now. We're like kind of normal. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. like, like, don't you I want know. to mess it up? But I also say like, it's goes so fast. Like the groom came fast. So like, what do you, what's the deal? <laughs> You're like, I'll do everything. Don't worry. <laughs> So you practice with your kids, all these tips to make them sleep immediately yeah, from the start. Yeah. And so what did you do like week one? Okay. So like the biggest things for me and for my kids, especially like already having a child, like, so for the second and third, my biggest things for them, that was the most, I think beneficial that I wasn't able or didn't know to necessarily do with Carter mm -hmm. was their all of their daytime sleep I did in their rooms. So like the first one, it's very normal to hold them for their naps or put them on the couch because they can't move and you can go do dishes or put them right. in a swing or something. But when you have other kids, like that is like a death trap, like leaving your right. baby anywhere. Like you just can't because then they're like, I'm going to help them. And now all of a sudden they have a blanket on their face and it's like, yeah. you just can't yeah. do it. So that to me, I always try, it's easier to, to recommend than it is to do it with your first, but of course, anytime of course. someone is, you know, a brand new mom, I'm like, the best thing you can do is put the baby actually down for their naps, like teach them that's where they sleep, everything like that in the sleep environment, which I feel like I talk about all the time, but I will tell you that my initial process with clients is send me a picture of the baby's room. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, it is bright as day. Even if they have blackout curtains, it's not, yeah. it's dark enough, you know? Yeah. And it's like one of the biggest things that babies actually need. And I always try to tell people like, they are in your stomach, right? Like they literally come out of a dark hole 
and they are sleeping the whole time. Like, you know, I'm like, we disrupt that. So like the best thing you can do is keep it going and kind of keep that momentum to where like they're in the dark with the sound machine on, because that's genuinely what they're used to. So like a lot of people will be like, well, I want them to be able to nap anywhere or like, want it to be silent. And so, yeah, they're worried about all those things when in reality, it's kind of like the opposite. Like silence is a very strange concept to a baby because your stomach's so loud and bright lights too. So it kind of like slowly disrupts their sleep to where this is like a really random fun fact, but like a baby sleep cycle matures at that like eight week mark. So like the, for the first two months, you could literally get a restaurant and your baby's sleeping and you're still waking them up. But that second that it changes, mm-hmm. they're waking up after 40 minutes and a nap. And now they're like seeing light and all this stuff. And it's like dead silent. Like they're not going to go back to bed. And that's when people start to say like, my baby won't nap longer than 30 minutes or like all this mm-hmm. stuff because their, their development, you know, is kind of changing. So that's always like my go-to is like, it has to be all of those like boxes need to be checked. And then mm-hmm. you kind of do it more like teaching them when to eat and when to wake up as opposed to now all of a sudden my baby won't sleep all day. Let's try to teach them how to sleep again. Mm-hmm. So that I think was like the biggest thing that kind of like pushed all my kids over to where I never really had to, they just like kind of, you know what I mean? Like it was honestly sometimes hard to keep them like stretch those wake windows and actually keep them awake to like continue their development in that sense where Mm -hmm. Caleb's going to be two in April. And he, he took two naps today. Like he would take two naps every day if I would let him, whereas I'm trying to be like, no, like you're going to be like, he goes to daycare two days a week. They don't let you do that. So like Uh trying to him in that sense because I know he can handle it developmentally but he's just so just on a routine yeah I know it's kind of like but that's always what I try to tell people and sometimes they do listen like especially if they're a close friend they're like I'll do whatever you say you know right right they trust you you tell me you know whatever so but I think that was like the best thing that you kind of just like don't disrupt it you know Mm -hmm. so around three months or so or eight weeks like you said and things just like hit the fan what do you tell those those moms so it really depends like it could be a quick environment change would fix everything but if their baby is already used to falling asleep assisted Mm-hmm. they're going to end up in a situation where they have to sleep train. So like, meaning if they nurse to sleep, take a bottle to sleep, rock to sleep, co-sleep, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Now, when their baby's sleep cycles mature, they need to be nursed at the 40 minute mark or rocked at the 40 minute mark or get a bottle. So then it's like this cycle that keeps happening. So they typically at that point, they're going to have to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. teach them and implement them. But if it's before that point, you know what I mean? They catch it early enough, then they can kind of like, make it through but I would say by the time people are contacting me they're most yeah most of them are already in a situation of other things that it's not just you know what I mean the bedroom or like it's it's so much more than that because you have to think like you go into survival mode so if your baby is waking up every 40 minutes you're trying to fix it every 40 minutes and that's Mm -hmm. is when all the things start to like come into play and then my oldest I sleep trained uh, but both of them I made the mistake of like nursing them to sleep that was Mm -hmm. just what I did and obviously always had to fix it later I was telling my my sister-in-law too because she's got a little a little girl and you know she's trying to teach her like you put them down drowsy but awake which is so hard in the beginning 
I mean, they're not awake. So hard. Not awake. So I always tell people like, it's fine. You know, drowsy, but awake is the most annoying. And I say all the time and I'm like, that's the most annoying thing. Cause everyone's like, I tried that. Like, obviously that's all over the internet. Like, no, yeah. And they wake up and they cry immediately. Of course. Uh, But you know, going with that though, like, especially for your sister-in-law. Yeah. Like I always tell people do what you want to do. Like sleep training is literally like three to four nights of your life. So like you enjoy it. Like you can, and then people will ask me like, well, you know, is it, if I wait till six months, is it too late? Like it is never too late. Like I've done a six-year-old It's literally never too late. The only thing that changes is like the approach that you have to take and where they are developmentally is going to like present you with more challenges. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a four-year-old isn't going to just like let you come in and peek in the crib and rub their back. Like they're going to be at the door. Like, I don't know if you saw, I took a passy away from my daughter and she yeah. you, like documented the whole thing on Instagram. <laughs> and I honestly was scared to, to doc. I saved it as like a highlight. And I told uh-huh. my husband, like, this could go either way. Like people are <laughs> going to come at me or they're going to be like, wow, like this shit's real. And you did it. And like, they saw the progress and four nights after that, she was going straight to bed. But I will tell you those four nights, I was like, looked at my husband. I was like, I can't do it anymore. And he's like, you <laughs> yeah, right. You can't not do it. <laughs> and I was like, she was literally crazy. Like she was banging down the walls, screaming, standing on her bed. Like she was mad, but she's three and she's a girl. <laughs> And she's borderline psychotic. So it's different, you know? And I'm like, it still took the same amount of time that it would take you to do your five month old. Mm-hmm. It's just the the level of like you having to do it, obviously. It, do, it does change like, because they can get out of bed and they can. Yeah, but I don't you. regret like it. And people, I got messages like, well, are you going to take it away from Caleb? And I was like, I thought about it for like a second, but then I was like, no, why would I take it away from him? He's not even two yet where I know I can take it away in a year. And I know exactly what's going to happen, you know? So yeah, it's just, I always tell people like, do what you want. Like if you want to sleep, cuddle and snuck nurse your baby to sleep every time, like that's fine. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just do it, you know? Yeah. Until you don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. If you don't mind getting up, who cares? You know, like, yeah, I totally minded. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's definitely like, um, a multiples situation. So my first, I was like super strict and like yeah. needed him to sleep. My second, I waited so much longer to even yeah. start because I was like, he's not going to need me that much longer. He'll be sleeping I before know. I know it. And yeah. I was just like, holding him but he also even though I was softer on him at night I was harder on him during the day so I never held my second child to sleep like up to do yeah I have a I have another <laughs> yeah. child yeah like you're taking but, a nap because I have 85 things to do right now yeah and also a toddler who needs like lunch or something <laughs> yeah and then also uh, what you were mentioning earlier uh, about like when they cry and you just you know they're fine so you something- know I was yeah. like, you know, like your gut, yeah. like you're not going to turn off the monitor when you're kind of, but like, you, you know, like, yeah, I, I think like the main thing is like, especially with my first, I had like pretty bad anxiety. Like you just think mm-hmm. the worst, like, but they're yeah. literally fine. They're fine in the bed. They're in the safest place they could possibly be. 
but your mind, like it's insane to me. I'll never forget my first pediatrician appointment with Carter. I had like this old school pediatrician, which looking back, I like miss him so much, but we moved and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't have anymore, but he was like, you know, when you go, it's like four days or something like it's like before the one week mark and like we're going and I never done this before I mean I babysat a lot but like I never yeah, nursed yeah. a baby or anything uh-huh. and I was just like in tears I swear I think he was like 75 and I'm like I can't do this anymore I'm like my boobs are gonna fall off I was like I need to know what kind of formula to buy like I was like he eats every hour and he was looked at me and he's like you need to go home first of all he's like your baby's like over 10 pounds so he should not be eating every hour and I was like Okay. And he said, go home, put him in a swing and do not feed him until whatever time he gave me a time. That was like the three hour mark. And I was Uh like, he's going to be screaming. He goes, go on a walk. Like your husband can stand there. And we're like, okay. And he literally looked at me and he goes, your baby could lie in a dumpster for like eight hours and not eat. And he would be fine. And I was like, that's the most, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, I know you're obviously not going to do that, but I want you to go home like two hours is going to be fine. He's going to wake up after an hour to cry and eat, but you're going to wait, whatever. Uh And I mean, I did it because I was literally losing my mind and my husband, we did like the swing and passing and wearing and all this stuff. I know been there. It fixed everything. I went back to him and I was like, you literally saved saved my life. life. Because I was crying. I mean, I was just crying. Like all I was doing was crying and trying to nurse. It was awful. And, you know, he was like, he's fine. Like you need to relax and like realize that he's, he's fine. Like they're all fine. Like he's going to be fine. Like there are people that are way worse than you. And you know what I mean? And he's just like, you're in a, you're good. Like he's healthy. He's happy. Like you guys have like normal healthcare, like yeah take a breath you know and I was just like all right and I just like like, if it wasn't for him I don't honestly like Mm -hmm. I was losing it you know and everyone's like well it's normal babies eat every hour it's normal (laughs) crying all day and I'm like this cannot be real you know and this 75 year old man is the one that helped you know what I mean (laughs) I know I know that's too funny but like I didn't have mom friends yet you know and Mm -hmm. No one tells you that stuff. They like only tell you like you're gonna be tired or you know, like they don't yeah. actually tell like now when people are having a baby, I'm like, you're if you're gonna try breastfeeding, like you gotta make it three weeks and it'll be fine. And if you can't make it three weeks, like buy formula. This is the one that my doctor told me tastes most like breast milk. And it's mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Like it'll be fine. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that it to me is like the worst thing like I cannot talk about the breast milk formula thing like that will make me spiral and I have no patience for that so that's always like my top advice is like it doesn't matter if you even if you don't want to do it like don't even try like you don't have to you know I know I know but there's so many crazy people so many crazy people I know I know but that's why I think that's my like most important like comment and Mm -hmm. everyone I've said it to is like no one's ever said that to me before I'm like that's sad. Do you ask your clients though? Does that have any bearing on like how long they can stay? I ask them only to try because I um need to figure out how much they're consuming. So nursing, mm-hmm. I go by minutes and formula, I'll go by ounces. Okay. But then there's moms that exclusively pump. So then they'll give me ounces. But in terms of like the actual liquid, it has oh, yeah. of course. Doesn't matter. Like people so will be like, like, well, I tried to get formula and they still didn't sleep through the night. And I'm like, but 
Right, because that's a myth. That was the, my next question because obviously. Real thing. No, no. So that, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, if you drink a Coke or a Pepsi, like, what's the matter? Oh, I didn't hear that one. I probably would have tried it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's more of like making sure that they're taking full feeds Mm -hmm. as opposed to snacking. And then when it's in a bottle, I have like a range of like ounces versus minutes for like nursing sessions. Okay. So what, what constitutes as a snack? Like typically like it goes by weight. So like once your baby is like, let's say over like the eight pound mark, right? Like Mm -hmm. usually a bottle is going to be like anywhere from, I like to say three to six, but most of the time it's four to six for kiddos that are, you know, over that weight. Um, and then nursing, I always like to say like 20 to like 40 minutes is the max usually. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you that nursing, like there's a lot of people that will nurse less. And so they'll do kind of like a situation where they'll pump and be like, well, I'm getting four ounces in 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, then that's totally fine. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the like red flag is where the baby nurses for five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. every two hours, I know they're not eating enough, you know, because not only are the minutes low, the they're not far apart, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. If regardless of a bottle or nursing, if they make it to the three hour mark, they're usually getting a full feed, but then there's people that have a three month old that's 16 pounds. And I'm like, okay, he can totally go throughout the night without eating, but you know, to make mom more comfortable, (laughs) uh, we might do like a dream feed, you know, Mm -hmm. goes to bed and stuff like that until they hit that four month mark. But, you know, I can't in a lot of that goes with like mom too, you know, because if the baby's little, but the weight is really high, do I know the baby doesn't have to eat at night? Absolutely. But for mom, yeah, you want to be really careful with that because, you know, it, it also in that sense. So like, let's say baby eats at 7 PM. If I have mom do a dream feed at like 10, Mm -hmm. I know that she'll feel better about letting him go from 10 to seven. Whereas if baby ate at seven and went to bed and now is crying at 11, she's going to be like, I think he's starving. I think, you know, and now she's going to start like yeah. second guessing and everything. So I like to do it to just like peace of mind and help that them total you know, sense. feel better because yeah, like if your baby's 16 pounds, I have no business eating that. I always tell people like, if someone brought me a piece of pizza at 2am, I'd probably consider eating it. Of course. <laughs> it's my favorite pizza. That I should. So, you know, that's just kind of like where I like, you know, level it out to just make sure that like she's comfortable and, you know, cause I mean, maybe under four months, it's calm. It's fine. If they're eating, you know, once, if they're eating every two hours, I'm like, okay, no, he's just using you to go back to sleep every time. So helping them identify that is kind of like also helps in that process with where they know that the baby doesn't need to eat. And then they start to make the connection that every time the baby wakes up, they're eating, but they're like, you know, a few minutes and they're out They're not even finishing the bottle or they're just like nursing for two minutes. Like they're genuinely using her to go back to bed. That's when they start to be like, oh, okay. So we're going to like stop doing that, but it's still okay. And then I have moms who are seven months, you know, and they want to keep two feeds and I'm like, all right, let's do it. We just schedule them, you know? So it doesn't matter. It's not really about that as much as it is about how they fall asleep initially. 
you know, let's say 80% of the time a nurse to sleep, but then that other 20% they'll feed and then they'll, they'll rock them. They, they're still not placing them down awake. So, but I would say most of the time it's, it's eating. It's crazy because you would think like, honestly, a rocking chair seems like the biggest, like no, no to have in a nursery, right? Like it kind of like makes you hold your baby longer. Yeah. I never thought of that. I'm like, only saying because, but like you have to think when you're feeding, especially if you're nursing or even bottle feeding, I feel like it's natural. Yeah. Even if yeah. you're on the couch, I don't know. You know what I mean? So I only yeah. say that because I had a rocker for my first, he didn't really care for it. And I couldn't wait to get rid of it because it was just like huge yeah. in his room. So my second child never got a rocker. <laughs> you know, that's funny you say that. I never had one. My mom didn't either. So I was always like, do I need a rocker? I don't remember why I didn't get one. I think it just didn't go well in the room that I had. Especially wanted to look bad. (laughs) Exactly. When you're designing a nursery, it's all about looks. And I remember my mother-in-law, she would watch him or something. I don't remember, but she would complain that we didn't have a rocking chair. And I was like, why? And then she bought us one. So now I had a recliner. In my living room. Uh (laughs) It's like, yeah, we never really ended up using it. It's so funny you say that. I've never thought about that. It's just like something I've always worked on. I'm like, I, and my second child, I love like training them to sleep at bedtime because I know they need sleep. It's like the one time I feel great about like putting them down and going. Right. It's the middle of the night that I know. But the middle of the night is like, I always tell people, Bill, if you're in survival mode and like, you know, the fastest way for everyone to go back to sleep. So it's like normal, you know what I mean? Like to not, to just like jump right into it. And then you kind of get like in this like routine and habit and stuff to when now where the baby's like used to that, but it's like, you're, it's people are like, I know that's wrong. I'm like, it's not wrong. You're just like trying to go back to bed. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, you're tired don't want to like deal with it so a lot of people will say that they're like he'll go down at bedtime and I mean I've had clients that the baby goes down 100% independently but then they eat three times in the night and it's like they're just used to that response and they're used mm-hmm. to that feed so it's a matter and I always tell like you they're gonna eat the same amount of 24-hour period so when they're eating three times in the night they're eating less during the day so we need to shift those calories into their day and once they look at it like that they kind of understand because a lot of people are like well, if I cut feeds, I'm basically cutting his diet in half. And now he's not eating. And I'm like, he's not, they don't just disappear. They don't just like go, they move to his day. Just like you or I, we eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You know what I mean? It's not, but if you had like a handful of Cheez-Its throughout the whole day, you know what I mean? It's just like the difference between the meals and the size of the meals. So that's what one of their like main concern is. And when I say that, they're like, oh, I never thought of it like that. And I was like, yeah, they're not just going to like, all of a sudden starve, starve. (laughs) (laughs) not to mention they weigh 21 pounds. Like, you know, exactly. That was like Owen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever find that, um, this is like a two part question. (laughs) Do you ever find that you find people that you're going to work with that you don't like match with or that they're not ready for sleep training? Yeah. Um, I always do a quick phone call with them Mm -hmm. beforehand. I will tell you that it's only happened like once. Okay. I've like kind of tried to talk them out of it. The biggest thing I look for is like postpartum, you know, because if mom's not ready, it's just not, it's just not going to 
happen. You know, like I can help you all day, but like, you're the person doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not like coming there doing it for you, which if like, for example, dad calls me, that's a red flag, you know? And I have that a lot where the dad is scheduling a console call. And I'm like, I got to find out does mom know you're calling. Like, did she ask you to call? Because like, I am not getting involved in you trying to make your wife do something that she's not ready for. It really hasn't happened often. I mean, there are people who I can tell are very anxious and very nervous, but I can tell that they genuinely want it. Mm -hmm. And I know that if they want it, I'm going to be able to communicate with them enough to make them comfortable. And even if that means like, if I'm being completely honest, like I offer more support, like in a situation like that, like one of the questions I do ask is like, how's your, like, are you anxious? Like, do you have anxiety when the baby cries or anything like that? Because I, I'm completely honest with people, like your baby's going to cry. Like they cannot talk. They you're changing something drastically on them, especially if they're falling asleep, eating, and you place them down asleep, they wake up and they genuinely think you disappeared. Like you're gone. Right. Like they're not even in the environment sense. that they were. And I'm like, if you went to bed and woke up at your neighbor's house, you'd be like, what the hell? Like, where am I? You wouldn't just roll over and go back to bed. I'd be crying too. So I was like, you know, you're teaching them where they are. But like, the biggest thing is like, yes, they're going to cry, but you're going to be so involved in it to where you're going to, especially the little guys, like you're going to be going to them so often which is where you're teaching them that you're still there, even though they can't see you. Cause right now they don't think you're there. They think you disappeared. And when I think that I explain it like that and they are like, okay, I think that like, once they understand the concept and the fact that they have to be going into the room, cause if you're not going in the room, you're just leaving them to cry it out. That's not teaching them anything, you know, like mm -hmm. would you throw them into a pool? No, but like <laughs> they're going to cry during swim lessons. They all do, you know? So yeah, I think when I have that conversation with them, I can really tell whether they're like, oh, absolutely not. Or they're like, okay, that makes sense. But I think I'm just going to need help, you know, following mm -hmm. and everything like that. That's just where I can kind of like, be like, all right, if I'm like, I am like, all right, she can do it. Like, I know mm -hmm. she can do it. I'm just going to have to like literally respond at the moment. Otherwise I know she's going to like not do it. Mm -hmm. That's I figure it out. But in terms of like, you're not ready, I'll say it. I mean, honestly, I'll be like, I just don't know that you're not ready. And I, because my biggest thing is like, if they do it, cause they just like, like the idea of it and they're not ready. It's so stressful. It's going to make yeah. it worse mm -hmm. there. It's going to drag it out to where, like, if you don't do this right now, maybe in three weeks, you'll be ready. And it'll take three days. Whereas if you right. try this right now and you're not ready, now you're dragging it out. And now you're essentially building your baby's stamina because like, think about it. You let your baby cry for 20 minutes. And then you like, even if you're doing check-ins and everything like that, doesn't matter. Like you could be in that room every three minutes for 20 minutes and you quit. Like you just taught them they have to cry for 20 minutes to get their, your attention. And like, we don't mm -hmm. want them to think that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you're essentially making it harder on yourself for the next time around. And so that's kind of how I try to like do that conversation or I'll kind of like give them like some ideas and stuff to like work on and then circle back when they're like ready, you know, okay. cause I'm not, I'm not Amazon, you know, like you're not just going to like check out and your baby's yeah. going to sleep through the night. Right. And I mean, it's I wish hard. I was, but mm -hmm. like, it's, I'm not sending you a magical potion in the mail, you know? So that's where it gets like, you guys are going to have to be involved and you're going to have to do it because it's your baby and you're teaching them something when they're little like that. Like I said, like they genuinely think mom is gone.
disappeared. Mm -hmm. So by going in, you're showing them that you're still going to come to them if they need you. You're going to still help them calm down because they do need help soothing and everything like that. And you showing up is where they make that connection. That's like, okay, she's still here. She's still coming to me and she's still, still doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. but she's not feeding me or taking me to the bed or bouncing me on a yoga ball or whatever they're used to doing. And that's when they actually make that connection that they can go to sleep a different way. And that mom is still there. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So that's where I think the check-ins are so important, you know, because if you don't, you're not like really helping them. And you're kind of just like, oh, today you're going to figure it out. Like they've been doing something their whole life. Like what do you think they're just going to like know what to do or, you know, they're just going to end up screaming until they pass out of exhaustion. And like, that's not nobody wants to do that. Like if I can't do that with my own kids, I'm going to make somebody else do that. So it's like where, I mean, even Blakely taking the pacifier away. Like I was in her room every 10 minutes and like fully calming her down and helping her. But then I would leave again. And that's where she's like, yeah, she had to work through it still, but I didn't just like take her passy away and lock the door. Yeah. Like I'm not a psychopath. You know? <laughs> like, no, you definitely have- not. You have to still like be there and be involved because, you know, you're showing them something different. They're not waking up or doing it to be a jerk. Like they genuinely don't know how to fall asleep, you know? So that's the biggest thing is like, you have to be patient and like show up and be involved because they're not just going to figure it out one day, you know? Yeah. So can you sleep train a husband? (laughs) Oh no, because mine just hits the mattress and he's sleeping. So I feel, I feel like they don't need any help. I will never forget my husband. Like we car someone, whoever would be like a couple weeks old. And they're like, how's the baby doing? He's like, oh, he's sleeping through the night. And I'm like, what? what he baby last night. Like, oh my God, I know. People? So he was just like, always like, oh, I don't. It's like they become a dad and they just like can't hear anything or smell. You lose your sense of hearing mm-hmm. and smell. They're like, and they like just totally are like, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? So when do we have to stop worrying about sleep? Like, when does this go away? I don't know. I mean, I would say Carter, he's pretty good. Like I, he doesn't nap, you know, like, so typically when they drop the nap, you know, you don't have to really like worry about that, which is usually after like the age of three. Um, there's still days he'll nap. Like if we're going to do something later and it's been like a long weekend, I'm like, you're going to go lay down and he's like passed out. But in terms of like nighttime sleep, I, kids are just all so different. Like Carter, I remember him going through like his, I'm scared face, you know, and that was around like four. And it was like, all of a sudden he was a perfect sleeper until he like was starting to have bad dreams. And it's like, it's hard because it's like, are you like, how do you know what's happening? Like he would fully wake up and come into my room and be like, I had a bad dream. I'm like, you're not like (laughs) about what, you know? So it's just like hard to see like how it's going to go or like what they're going to do. But I mean, I would say by like five, four or five, I mean, I haven't really had any issues. You know, I feel like when they have issues when they're older, mm-hmm. they it was never resolved before. But in terms of like the naps and the wake windows and all that stuff, I mean, I would say like two, yeah. right? Yeah. On one nap, like if you don't get if you don't get your nap, you're gonna go to bed early, like yeah. something in the world. So I, I would love, say like two. I love one nap life. 
Oh, me too. It's, it's so good. good. I know. So what do you have uh, for some advice for a new mom or that, you know, needs help? Like what, what do you, what do you give to them? My biggest like thing is like, just ask, like when I tell you everyone is in the same situation and it, you know, I wouldn't be able to say that two years ago, but now being a person that is like anonymous kind of, you know, like on like the internet, obviously not anonymous, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, someone's yeah. messaging me. I don't know anyone that they know, you know, I don't even know their names. I'm looking at an Instagram thing, but I would say like, just ask, like, just ask because it, you know, there's always an option and there's always a way, like, I don't want to say a way out because that makes it sound like it's like terrible, but like babies are hard. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't ask or you don't have like friends, you know, that are full blown, like full force helping you and like making you realize that like you're not crazy and like this is totally mm -hmm. normal then like just at like just ask or like reach out for help or you know I've never had someone like regret contacting me like right. they are literally no one's ever like oh man I want to go back to waking up every two hours like no one has ever said that to me. Of course, so, yeah. you know, it's just, but then there's a lot of people who are like, I didn't even know anything like this existed. And I was mm -hmm. like, I mean, me neither, but the, until I was in it, you know, and it's yeah. like, once you're like in that time of life, you start to learn things that like, you're not going to know about this when you're younger, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that would be my like thing is like, it's not embarrassing. Like you're not doing anything wrong. Like you're, it's not you, you know what I mean? It, it's just like, it is what it is. So like, let's fix it, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it's just so much like better once you realize that like, you don't have to be struggling like that. Yeah. And that goes with anything like nursing, but like anything, I mean, that has to do with being a mom. Like, it's not just about sleep, obviously sleep trumps everything. And it like, yeah. you feel like it's like the end all be all, but mm -hmm. There's just so much that number one, you can Google and you're going to find whatever you want to find. So it's so like, true. oh my gosh. So it's just so hard. Um, but yeah, that would be my advice is to just realize that like, you're not the first person and there's other people out there that like have a solution or advice or stuff like that. If you genuinely want it to be better or different, like, I think that's like the best way out, you know? Yeah, definitely. Do you have a support group? Do you have like a Facebook group yet? So I do, but it's for clients only. I have. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't, and I'll tell you why I'm scared to start something like that when I can't fully back it with mm -hmm. like, cause I'm a one, one stop shop right now. Yeah. Um, so I do have a support group, but it's for people that have worked with me. So, you know, all the moms in there, have been through it. So if someone posts a question, you know, cause there's people that I sleep trained at four months old and now their baby's 18 months. So right. things come up and all these things, the baby's changing and all this stuff. And then there's moms that did it at 18 months. So like they'll respond and like, everyone's kind of like chiming in, but the best thing is like, everyone did it with me. So like they got all the same, like right. information, information and same approaches and like help and stuff like that. I mean, obviously everybody's different, but for the most part, it's the same part, it's like having the same coach, you know what I mean? So yeah, that I do have, but no, I don't have like a pub. I would say Instagram is my most public 
like help source. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They try to answer questions and it, I mean, you don't know. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but I mean, the amount of messages that I get but is crazy. The thing about you though, and is I that you're giving that. them a service, you know, like you are yeah. teaching them something. I'm just normalizing what they feel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And the hard part too, is like every question comes with like, their babies like stats and like their current situation mm-hmm. and stuff. So it, you know, it's not like I'm getting a question that's very general. It's right. all so personalized that it's like so hard for me to like get through every single person that's just kind of like trying to come. And that's why I do the webinars, honestly, because I feel like Oh, you have those too. That's cool. How do they how do they find those? I um post about them on Instagram, but basically what I do is like sleep training is expensive, you know, and it really is. So I think the reason that it is, is because of how much time goes into you communicating with a mom. And if it was any less, I wouldn't be able to keep up or do it because I just, I can't basically what I did was I do the webinar. So I post about it on Instagram and I do it through Instagram, but I have like a webinar Instagram account that I use. So they have to, I only charge $50 and, um, I give them access to that Instagram page and then I go live. So it's usually two hours long and I go through everything in my sleep plans. Obviously it's not specific to their exact situation, but it's as specific as you can be with covering 12 months, you know, a baby's life. Mm-hmm. And then I do like a live Q and a after, which is where they can ask me their specific situations and, you know, like kind of like, and I'll stay on until I answer everyone. It usually ends up lasting like between two to three hours, but, um, I also send them like a PDF of all the information too. So oh, wow. it's kind of like a more affordable way, you know, because I get it. Like not everybody can just like sign up and have like, it's like a personal trainer. Like not everyone can do that, but like people can, you know, go to the gym. So that's kind of where my head was at with that. I started with newborns, but then recently I added sleep training. So the newborn one is kind of like how to avoid having to sleep train. Mm-hmm. And like the sleep training one is more of like, this is exactly what you're going to do when the baby wakes up. And I have it like all the different increments of age and stuff, but every two months, maybe it's hard. I mean, it's like every month is just a lot, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to see like how consistent I can get them because the last one finished and people were like, you know, because two with Instagram is so hard because like you wake up and you have so many different followers and it's like, well, they missed it. So then it's like, you, you know what I mean? It's like hard to decide, like, am I going to do it now or wait? And then you get the messages of like, when's your next webinar? And it, you know, so I get the, the pushback of it. So I know that people want it, but it's more of like me trying to figure out a good, cause I also like, I like using Instagram to help people instead of like blasting, like sign up for this, pay for mm-hmm. this. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, am I in sales? Kind of, I guess, but like to me, Instagram is where people can follow me and get like that free advice and like mm-hmm. go through all of that and everything. The reality is, is there are people that need help mm-hmm. and they just like can't go full force. And I get that. So I do want to try to like make it accessible to everybody, you know? The last two questions before we go um, in an attempt to normalize motherhood, I always ask everyone, what's their least favorite part of motherhood and their favorite part of motherhood just you know because it's okay to have both yeah so (laughs) 
obviously sleep is not your problem. <laughs> no, I would say my least favorite part is like the glass house. If that makes sense. I feel like people, even friends, you know, it's not just people it like generally speaking are constantly like comparing kind of, and it's like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that in alongside with like how crazy it's made me. Like I like will park at target and like, I lock all the doors. Like I am so psychotic in my head that like something you're always like trying to be one step ahead of like the person that's going to like steal your baby or like your car. And it's like, has it ever happened? Like, no, it's never happened. But like, I'm genuinely a crazy person who is like always thinking of like the worst case scenarios of everything. And I think that that is probably the worst part because you're literally like, my husband will be like, you need to like chill. And I'm like, no, like I can't because like they could be abducted right now. I know I do the same thing with my kids, but we're right here. Like even being at the beach, I'm like too far by this marker. And my husband's like, you can see them. I'm like, yeah, but I can't run that fast. So like, it's just like, I don't know. I think that that is where like, even just like being at a park, like I'm always just like thinking worst case scenarios, which sounds insane. No, but I do the same thing. Like I didn't do that before. Like I never I thought like someone was going to come up behind me and attack me, you know, but it's like now all of a sudden they're going to try, like, why? Like, you think they're going to like try to steal you and your kids? Like, good luck. Like, <laughs> That is totally my fear. I'm always like telling my husband, I'm like, I want to put impact windows on my children's bedroom windows because I don't oh, want like, anyone stealing my kids. Like that's my thing. I don't want someone stealing my kids. Yeah. Yeah. So the best I would say, ugh, I just love it all. Like I love being pregnant. I love, um, they're like weird personalities, like how entertaining they are like they truly are it's like you have live entertainment all the time like even if you're really super pissed like you're turning around and like you're laughing at your husband and like to me that is like the best part like you are in your head like you're a psychopath but then you're looking at him being like oh my god like that you appreciate like how far ahead they are like like that was pretty mm-hmm. smart. Like I appreciate it, but now you're, you're, you're going to be dead. Like I'm <laughs> so like that part I think is amazing. And it's so fun. I am like that weird person that is just like, I knew I wanted to be a mom. Like I just like wanted all of it and like love being home with them. And obviously I'm like now working and stuff, but it's just always kind of like what I wanted to do. So it just is something that I naturally was just able to, like, I didn't experience any, you know what I mean? Like, luckily I didn't have to like experience postpartum or anything like that, that I know a lot of people do like a lot, you know, uh, more than we know, obviously, because people, a lot of people don't talk about it, but Mm -hmm. you know, I just do think that like a lot of it, I was not prepared for, but like kind of just like was ready and like I wanted it like I mean I would have three more you know like I know you would (laughs) I love it and I just love like you know the the like craziness like doesn't really bother me that much I will tell you what bothers me is that there's always something on my kitchen counter in that (laughs) I'm like I could literally clean off the kitchen counter and I'm like why why I'm like all right cleaning lady leaves and it's like what why why is she in here I mean there's like my table table is the same something crumbling on the floor and I was like, it's fine. 
Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yes. This has been a pleasure. It's so nice to sit and yeah. chat with you. If you're not already following Kara on Instagram, it's at wellrestedmom, right? Mama. Yes. Mama. Mm -hmm. No S. Okay. No, I know. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And everyone else who's still listening, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can get real-time alerts when I leak these too early because I edit them myself. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, you have a nice night. You too, bye. Bye. Hey, mamas. The way we spend our money has changed a lot since we've had children. So to help with the mom guilt and the need to still buy cute things, the Fruits of Motherhood shop is donating proceeds of each sale to Every Mother Counts. EveryMotherCounts.org is a nonprofit organization that works to improve access to quality maternity care around the world. Just buy a hat, a shirt, or anything else in the Fruits of Motherhood shop and you help a mama in need. Just go to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop and use the code podcast to get 10% off anything in the store. That's fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop promo code podcast. Hey mama, do you enjoy a nice glass of wine after or during a long day of motherhood? Guess what? Me too. I want to tell you about Rebel Wine Club. It's my new favorite way to get wine. Rebel Wine Club is a personalized wine service tailored to your taste, budget, and lifestyle. That makes buying great wine super easy. Tell them what type of wine you like, how many bottles, choose red, white, or both. Tell them how often you'd like each shipment. Receive, sip, and enjoy, girl. Check out which wine I'm drinking right now by going to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash wine. 